Blog Talk Radio. Sharon is at 
I got um at and you'll see me retweeting her. So if you um looking to to follow Sharon, you can follow her this evening as well. But first and foremost, let me open up Sharon's mic and say good evening, Sharon. Good evening, Jacqueline. How are you? I am doing great. It's always wonderful to to talk to you. Um, you know, I, I'm a, a big fan and always following uh, uh, you. You know, I think of you as the, where is Sharon? Where is she now? Where has she been? Where is she going? <laughs> like, but, where's Waldo, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, you always come back from your, your travels uh, near and far and have more advice and, and, and share more of your adventure. And that's the, the one thing for people that, just listening to your story, you will be able to relate. First of all, your tenacity, your energy, your passion, um, by any means necessary, you're going to make sure not only to, that the, the app that you have gets out there um, to, to help people, but also you're helping people along the way by giving them advice and, and tips and secrets that others hold close to their vest. So we're so lucky to have you, Sharon. Yes, absolutely. It's, it is. It's a pleasure to be on here. Um, I, I know what it's like to be uh, in in an industry that you're new to, and I, I figure that if I if I can go through this and uh, figure out how to get it done and share it with others, it's truly worth it. Absolutely. And as always, you come bearing gifts. And tonight, you brought a a guest with you. And um, uh, once again, so to even more enrich the conversation, why don't you introduce the, the guest that you brought with you tonight? Well, tonight I, I brought on James Hines, and he is one of my mentors. Um, he is in the Silicon Valley area. Um, he's going to tell you a little bit more about him than I can. But we met, um, I think, probably maybe 2012 um, during the South by Southwest um, events, and um, he's been very, very instrumental in helping me brainstorm, uh, you know, from the book, uh, marketing with the app, and just, you know, questions that, you know, I might feel a little puzzled about, you know, he could, you know, basically would clear, you know, clear them up for me. But he's always been around. I can always call, and I can always call on him when I need help. And I thought I would call him today and ask him to. Uh, Share a little bit of his insight also on our topic tonight. Um, James, can you um, just tell my, our listeners a little bit about what you do? Yeah, hi. Hopefully, everybody can hear me. But yeah, my name is James Hines. I'm founder of a startup called Startup EdTech. It's actually a startup of startups that are focused on the whole mobile education space, you know, be it K 12, higher ed, corporate training. And the I'm a 20-year veteran of the entertainment industry. I lived in Los Angeles, toured, did the whole music stuff, kind of migrated to video games, and now I'm focused on working with founders like Sharon who are looking to make an impact through mobile apps and to help change the world. You know, it's um, not always about, you know, where's that million-dollar payday, which is, you know, in this case could always be around the corner, but it's like how do you change lives along the way? And it's great to be here. Right. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you, James, for, for joining us um, and just looking forward to a, a great dialogue. 
And and so I'm gonna kick it right off um and and, and just kind of put the, the first kind of uh tip that Sharon shared with us and uh you all can kind of pick up on it and uh, elaborate, add to it. Or, or maybe even if you uh, want to give a, a different twist on it. But one of the first mm-hmm. ones, Sharon, that you mentioned was don't try to be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and um, the reason why I said that is because when, um, when you go to different um, conferences or going to different uh, meetups, uh, or you're in a setting where you're learning. You you really, really want to listen, and you don't want to uh, be the one uh, that, that, that knows everything. You should be actually a listener. Your whole purpose of going to different meetups and conferences is actually to learn the industry, especially if you're new to it. If, you, if you're an entrepreneur, um, you came up with a great um, app concept, and you've never been in technology, the best thing you can do is listen, and you 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 can you will listen you will you will learn more by listening than trying to be the smartest person in the room. Okay, I like that. Yeah, let me take a take on that. I agree wholeheartedly. Um. Pardon me, uh, let's just talk to us. We're talking. What she's saying is it's true because we know that you may have an idea about your expertise, your domain. That's why you came up with an idea. But when you're searching for funding, because I believe that's the focus of this conversation, we're all a lot um, not very knowledgeable about the whole fundraising thing. So when you're going to a fundraising event, you're basically networking to say, I've got an amazing idea and I'm going to find couple of different ways that I can be financed as a startup, mm-hmm. as a you know, to be bootstrap. And you want to sit back and impress them that your idea is smart and it deserves to get funding. But the way to do that is to really listen to how other people in the room who are perhaps you're visiting are already pitching, or be it a, an oral pitch or a written presentation. I don't know about you guys, but in this electronic world, I'm always picking up paper because there's, you know, how – there's a tool that's used here in the valley, and it's probably in a lot of places. It's a one sheet, and on this and on this one sheet, generally is a synopsis. Sometimes it's one sided, sometimes it's two sided. You know, it's a regular eight and a half by eleven, and it gives a great synopsis of your idea, the market, your funding need, uh, your team, your team need, and more importantly, what you would do with the money if you got the money. Mm-hmm. Like, um, no. like, I was doing a pitch, and I would get out of, I would say, 30, 30 people that, 30 were, pitching, people that were, pitching, were pitching, I was the last one, and maybe second to the last, but it allowed me to be able to listen to how other people pitch, the pitching style, you know, making sure that they didn't leave out things that were, you know, important about, um, about their app or about how much money they needed. It's just that, it, you know, being able to listen, listening, having that um, that skill to be able to listen to others will, will help you greatly. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, just a, uh, an important point and thing that I'm hearing, too, is that you can come up with the ideal, but that doesn't make you necessarily a marketing or branding kind of guru. There's a art and science around the, the whole kind of um, pitching and getting people's attention, keeping their attention, saying um, the, the right words in the right way to potential investors. So why not, you know, listen, learn, be a student first before trying to be the, the expert simply because you're, you're passionate and, um, you know, you love your idea, but you have to know how to sell it so others, it will resonate with others and they'll love it in the, the same way. So, so you know, that, that I, I, it really makes sense the way you, you both explained it. So that was very helpful. Let me, mm-hmm. let me do the next one. The next one was ask for what you want. Right. Well, I'll be the first one to mention that because um, I was in a pitching contest, and I might have mentioned before um, I got second place because I was not able to articulate how much money I wanted. And I, I was so concentrating on the the app ideal and getting making sure they understood uh, the purpose of the app that I forgot to tell them how much I needed. So when you're practicing, and we'll go over practicing, when you're practicing, you must add in what you need because that's the whole purpose of actually pitching in front of investors so that, you know, that you do get funded. And that's pretty much my general amount. And, and, and James, any thoughts that you'd like to add? Yeah, I'm going to briefly tag to everything Sharon said. It, it kind of goes back to what I just mentioned. Um, the one sheet would generally have that information, but you've got to know it before you can even write it. And here's, here's a couple of ways to learn what to put, what to ask for. Find a competitor and see what they're asking for, or how they ran it, particularly a mature competitor. Somebody who's been in business a little while, go to like TechCrunch or any place that keeps data on companies and just look and say, well, as a startup, how many people did they have? What positions did they try to fill? And then in your own market, you may come up with salaries that are comparable to your market versus, you know, let's just say, for example, Silicon Valley companies keep a lot of data that's open on all kinds of companies and all kinds of industries. If I wanted to open up, let's say, an education startup for in Chicago or Texas, I but I wanted I would probably go to like some I can go to a database like I mentioned earlier TechCrunch and go TechCrunch T E C H Crunch C R U N C H dot com and look at a variety of companies in my area and look at the how they framed their business when they started because it keeps track of mature as well as young companies and if I'm a young company I need to say how many employees do I, am I a two or three or four-person company starting off versus a 10 or 20 or 100 plus? I, I would look and say, find companies in my area who are similar and mirror their needs to build the app and run the business and then marry those salaries and other things to what your local market is, which is mm-hmm. um, hopefully that, that's how I would approach uh, Understanding what my needs were, what I need, what I want, but also what I need to be, yeah. and I need to finish with this, what I need to be 
to, to, to break even and then to make money because they're investing money in you so that you could make money. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, totally, I totally agree with him on that because I use TechCrunch um, myself to actually look at the um, portfolios of different companies. Because um, when you're doing research, when you do come up with an app concept, you want to look out there and see who else is doing it. You know, you don't want to reinvent the wheel because a lot of them have pretty much paved the way for you. There's so many apps out there, so, you know, it's a great possibility. You may see one that may not be exactly like yours, but like James was saying, it may mirror yours that you um, use, bounce off of their information. So you, you want to – TechCrunch is the um, is the website to go it's to. the website to go to. Absolutely. And, and that that's a, a reason for people, you know, that's something you emphasize in your, your book, and it, it's actually the subtitle, you know, Google your way to um, to building your own app and, and along those lines. So a lot of what you guys are sharing also are different websites and, and resources, and um, I think that's something, um, Sharon, that you live by is, you know, if mm-hmm. you don't know Google, <laughs> Find out, research, yeah. uh, read, <laughs> do your homework. Yeah. Just Google, you know, and it's so funny that I have people call me and ask me questions. And the first thing I, I would say is, did you Google it? And it's like, huh? I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I try to Google I, I try everything to that, that um yeah, um, Any question that comes to my head, I'll Google. If I still don't get it, and I'm, I'm actually a audio learner. Um, I'll you know, if I still don't get it. But yeah, Google is, is a great tool. Absolutely. And, and even as as people, you know, first of all, Sharon's book is on Amazon.com. So, um, you know, stay tuned. We'll tell you how to, to to make sure you get a copy of that. Is get that app out of your head, um, and just a great resource to help you. You know, we emphasize that you don't have to be a techie. You don't have to have a degree in computer science. You know, the, the space of developing things like apps and, um, you, you know, being innovative in the space of STEM is wide open because now we've got more access to information and there's more people out there, you know, either – providing information or providing services that will help you develop what, it, what you have envisioned. And so this is just such a, a great and wide open space. And, and again, that's why Sharon has come back and, and been a part of our, our reoccurring series as she's sharing her tips and tricks um, and, and um, lessons learned, I should say, uh, along the way. Um, one of the ways, your, your next tip is practice, practice, practice. Practice. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I um, um practice is like the name of the game because you, uh, I'm, I'm kind. I I want to say I'm shy, but not really. Um, once I am very passionate about something, um, I can I can really really um articulate it and get it out there. Um, but I do get a little nervous. And and I tend to forget things. So practicing is is very important. Um, you can practice with your your friends, your your family members, even you know walk around the house and uh, practice in the mirror. Uh, record yourself, you know, uh, 
practice your write out your pitch, um, re- record it, and then listen to yourself uh, pitching it, so you can pick out uh, the things that you would like to improve. So um, practice, 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 practice is really the name of the game in basically anything that you do, anything you want to perfect. You want to perfect. So. So I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase it to James, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say, well, it's my product, so I know it. I'm passionate about it. Why why can't I just freestyle? You can if you want to. Because, get my money. Let me know how it works out. <laughs> uh, why is it just passion enough? I guess. Passion is not a business. Passion is that. It's a passion. I see a problem that I want to solve. I see a solution that needs to happen. Great. How do we make sure it happens all the time? I mean, you have to have a business behind it. You've done some research, which we talked about earlier, Google and stuff, and, and you have to find that passion. is The passion is saying you're really developing a business. Investors invest in businesses, which are managed by teams. Even if you started as a one person, but you're going to grow with other, your passion is fine. It is, it is People love passion, but they want passion to be backed up um, by things that I think Sharon is sitting your little notes over early, which are pretty cool, by facts, figures, and steps. Mm-hmm. And everything, and everybody can find them. I mean, look, Zuckerberg didn't walk out of college just knowing it all. He knew his one little thing, and it caught on, and he got a team around him, and he learned how to collaborate and build an amazing company. Uh, let me do a little shameless plug to that one for a moment. I'm, when Sharon called, I was on the phone with somebody who's almost as equally as famous as Sharon, but a client of mine, her name is Estella Pyfram. She is 78 years old, and she runs a um, nonprofit bringing technology to students. You guys might have heard of it if you watched the Super Bowl that happened a little while ago. She was the uh, subject of a Microsoft commercial. This is a 78-year-old black woman who's a retired 50-year-old, I mean 50-year teacher who says when she retired, I want to still give, and technology is important. I know the kids in her outer areas weren't getting it. So she took some of her pension in retirement and invested in creating a vehicle, a mobile learning lab that has workstations to bring um, technology opportunities to kids and low-opportunity kids. Now, here's where the practice part comes. She grew up in an era in a time where, you know, you don't ask people for things and you, you know, invest and you do it your own. But now we're fundraising. Right now we've got an amazing crowdfunding campaign. Last year, I think sharing in, we were both at the Essence Festival. Essence had held their very first technology event. They held a hackathon and they had a hack and a technology um, village. And Estella uh, had, with other organizations, we took 100-plus kids on the road from Florida to Louisiana. We did recreate certain stops of the uh, 1964 Freedom Ride Tour. We saw colleges, historical landmarks, and we ended up at the Essex Festival uh, participating in a hackathon with our kids one hey. But the bottom line is there was always learning along the way how to ask, how to position your, uh, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what is going to be the impact and the outcome. And none of these words I said were technical, but you don't necessarily have to be technical to found right. a technical company. You can bring on technical people both, uh, you know, as partners or as needed as, um, you know, vendor service providers. 
But I'm going to circle back around and say the hardest part we're running in is just like this lady, every day she's learning how to ask instead of saying this is what I do. And learning is, and that's what people look for. They want to know that you're teachable. Let me be a, a real point here. People put up money, they also mm-hmm. give you their Rolodex and their time. If they don't think you're going to respect and respond to their Rolodex and their time, they will not give you their money. Mm-hmm. So they want to know that you're teachable, that you're not teachable. malleable, not fault for everything, but you're teachable. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Uh, very great, great advice and, and great words. And um, I appreciate so much you, you joining us this evening um, and both of you, um, just really powerful. And as a matter of fact, I, I did a posting about uh, the the woman that you talked about that mm-hmm. was in the Microsoft. Yeah, uh, Stella from your Stella's brilliant bus. Yeah. yeah, go there. Tell your listeners, hey, donate. Hey, Last year we took it out of our money, and we're going to offer to help. Come on, help. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. We would love to have her on the show. So let's talk about that too. <laughs> and uh yeah, let's let's do raise some money on one of our uh shows. But we would love to, to help. Well, we have an Indiegogo campaign well. going on right now where um we've got some big partners to come in, but every dollar counts, every partner counts. We'd love you guys to go to our website at dot com or own the road to yes we code and I'm sorry for my seamless plug, but that's what I've learned. So you gotta ask. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. And our microphone, that's what we're here for, is, you know, to, to promote them, to get the word out and to share that with our audience. So we also will be retweeting that, too. For those of you, if you didn't catch it, we, we absolutely um, welcome uh, the, the, those type of initiatives. And, um, of course, like you said, we know that it takes money. So it's not enough just to say that's really cool what she's doing. Um, we've got to help supporter with our dollars as well. So Our kids are um, amazing, absolutely. and they deserve opportunities to, to really just, you know, I had an opportunity to do a hackathon to share, second time Sharon and I ran, uh, I'm in Northern California, she's in Texas, we ran together in Oakland, she brought some of her relatives, younger kids, um, and they were amazing. Grandson, yeah, I didn't want to say that word, <laughs> you don't look it, <laughs> but um, they were amazing, and uh, matter of fact, they, their ideas, their, their ability to express stuff and build stuff, and we want to motivate. We want to keep that going in the world. And I, I'll I, stop now because I'll I did not know about it. I thought our young stuff would be amazing, amazing and great and stuff. I, I totally agree. We are completely um, on the same page there and, and, and like-minded. And I just want to let our audience know, we are talking with Sharon Sims, one of our reoccurring uh, guest hosts each month, and also with James Hines, uh, who happens to be Sharon's mentor. Sharon brought him as our uh, special guest, and it's such a treat. I know we don't have you for for a long time, James, and we, we appreciate already what you shared with us um, for our audience. We are talking, they're giving us tips uh, around pitching, branding, just how to Present your your concept, your idea in front of investors. What investors are listening for, and and what I'm hearing, you know, a, a reoccurring theme is that you know they want to hear the business side of it too. You can be passionate, you know. There's a lot of creative people that come up with great ideas, but the investors want to know the dollars and the cents, and you know how is you going to keep it going? How does it um, go beyond a um, just just 
a idea, um, and how mm-hmm. does it become profitable as well? And I guess that that kind of ties into is that where you find at what point, Sharon, did you know that you needed a mentor, or did that just come um, naturally to you? Um, it, it, at one point, it just really got frustrating because. This wasn't my field, you know. I, I I've been in aircraft maintenance logistics for um for thirty years, and and I had no knowledge of technology or or business uh, business management, I, zero. So I had to start from scratch and actually self teach. And you know, you you could read so much. Um, you go you go up against people who have been doing this. That are college degrees that are that are been in this industry for years and have experience, and it, it, it became a little frustrating. So I decided to um, go to I think it was it was the FDA, and then they sent me to SCORE, and these are retired um, uh, individuals that are in the industry that that I, that you know that I'm working in. And they kind of reached out to me and uh, kind of gave me hands-on on how this industry is, is ran and the ins and outs. So everybody, the people that I've met over this over the last four years in collecting business cards, um, I pretty much would go to a few of those people and ask them for advice. And that's, that's pretty much how I met Jane. So... You were asking me where, how did I come to the conclusion that I needed help? Um, and I I got to that point when I just didn't have the information. And I, Google is there, yes, but still um, having someone to talk to and, and someone that you could actually um, have a dialogue with is what I really needed. I, I think Sharon hit on a really great point, and we mentioned part of it earlier. The things called meetups which are amazing meetups are like meetup.com. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's birds of a feather. It's, it's groups of groups of groups about most anything you think of that are within your, uh, you know, one to a hundred mile radius. And it's something I belong to internationally. I actually belong to groups. And because the nature of the meetups is you go there virtually and you, you sign up because there are profiles of people who have a similar interest to you and they have backgrounds that are maybe collaborative, you know, that could, uh, compatible with your interests or, or maybe just not, but are a skill that you need. And you learn a lot just by uh, hearing, reading about topics that they're discussing in upcoming meetings that you may not go to, but, this, but the description of what we'll be, dis- we'll be discussing is super important. And when you start looking at also the profile of the people who are going to attend or who just belong to their group, you get a greater understanding of greater what you're getting, of what you're getting. I personally run about two meetups here in Silicon Valley here with about 100 members, who are members on mobile applications, and you know, teaching patients to do the patient, parents, patients, and it'll work. And it'll work. And it's a great collection of technical and non-technical, non-educators, 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 creators, and investors. And I can't think of a better way to meet and learn than to join a meetup around Join a meetup around Great, great advice. Great, and and we there's a a meetup that we are very active in here in the Atlanta area, 
which is the technologist of color. And uh, Sharon, as you know, she actually try, was was trying to fly into Atlanta. Uh, one of their last meetups, they had about 12 different um, presenters, mobile app creators, um, doing uh, their pitch. So they're actually practicing their, their pitch. And, um, um, Sharon, I know you were trying to get here. But so there's, there's yeah. meetups. And use meetup.com um, all over the United States and every state, city. And like you said, um, you can look up and search by a particular subject within a meetup.com. So great, great advice. And Sharon, where are some other uh, venues that you have been to just to kind of get exposure and expand your learning experience? Um, usually I will I go to hackathons. Um, hackathons are really um, my favorite because I'm able to interact with the um, with the youth and with other mentors. And this is I use this as my hands on to actually learn. Um, while they're asking questions, I'm at, I'm I'm listening and I'm taking notes. I'm taking mental notes, and it's mm-hmm. just a, a a classroom atmosphere for me and for them. So this is this is one of my favorite areas because I can just relax. It's not, you know, it's not like a business you know, meeting. meeting. I, you know, I can put on some jeans, roll my jeans, roll my jeans, and actually learn. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know that is you know two for the price of one. Giving back, um, supporting, and teaching young people, and just being there as a, a role model, even if, uh, like you said. You're not the the most technical person there, or able to teach you coding per se. Just being there and telling your story of how you did create an app, um, how you had immersed yourself in and kind of self-taught to get where you mm-hmm. needed to be, and uh, that that in itself is an inspiration and tells young people if if I can do it, you can too. Um, so that's right. great to to participate in that way in the lives of young people and, and be a role model. But at the same time, like you said, there's this opportunity for you to absorb uh, what is being taught there. So, um, you know, smart smart strategy. <laughs> yeah. Very much well, so. That's, I'm, that's, I'm that's actually my little cheat sheet. I have to off and go because I actually need to hand out. I wanted to thank everybody for the opportunity. Um, one um one quick one I would say is when I would say whether it's hackathons or investors or whole idea when you go to hackathons you learn how to execute on the pressures and destroy them all the time but you learn how to like you know basic prototype a prototype explanation an overview of resource overview of resources you want to know that your idea you can execute not only the idea but the running of the business behind the idea. So the real goal of pitching is convincing people that you know how to execute Long and short-term goals. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I have nothing that I can follow up with that. But other than to say thank you um, so much for for joining us this evening. Thank you, Sharon, for in, inviting your mentor, sharing him with us. And um, you know, we would love to have you back on the show, but. Uh, uh, again, thank you for the time that you were able to, to spend with us. This is James Hines, um, and, and, and again, calling us from Silicon Valley in 
the uh, California area. So we appreciate it and, and look forward to speaking again. And in the meantime, we still have Sharon with us. Thank you, James. Great, Sharon. Talk to you later. And don't forget to promote the Stella. Yay. Okay, bye. <laughs> right. Bye, bye. Uh, but that was great. But but to our listeners, we still have Sharon Simmons on the phone. And as a lot of you know, she does a regular series with us. And on each series, she brings another person that has been a part of her team along the way. Last uh, month, you can listen to the archive, and she brought her developer, and they talked about their relationship. Um, how they work together in order to de- develop um, I Got em app. And, again, I Got em app, her app is available um, um, both on, remind me, it's on um, I- iTunes and on Android. Okay. That was on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know why. I, my brain just kind of locked up. So on I- iTunes <laughs> and Android, you can download it. And and share again with our audience, um, Sharon, because we may have some new listeners. Which which your app is about? So kind of do your little pitch. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it slower. I'm not gonna do it fast because I want people to understand the impact um, of why it was important for me to create the app. Um, I um, I have a nephew who um, is from St. Kitts and Nevis. I have some family there in the islands in the Caribbean. And I, I got a phone call one day that he had been shot and killed, and he was shot in the back. Um, they, were, they were playing basketball on the court, and uh, a guy with a mask and a gun uh, started shooting everybody. And my nephew ran down the center of the street, and he was shot in the back. Now, by the time they called me, um, you know, he had died. And most of the children that were there were too afraid to tell the police what you know, what they had saw, especially knowing who the masked man was. You know, it's a small island, and basically everybody knows everybody, so they knew who he was, even with the mask on. But they wouldn't tell the police because uh, of fear of retaliation, um, because some of the police officers know the gang members. And the, the kids were too afraid to tell the police because then they may get back around. So, so now their lives are in jeopardy. Um, so, you know, I was so angry about this, and at the time I wasn't able to travel, so I wasn't even able to go to the funeral. And um, I was in workers' comp, and uh, it was, it, I was capacitated. There was nothing I could do. And I thought, you know, there's got to be a way to, uh, for people to be able to report a crime. You know, technology is so great, so vast right now that it's, it's, it's growing so fast I know it's got to be uh, an app out there for this. So this is this happened like in 2011. So I went online and I and I looked for um, a, you know a crime app and I couldn't find anything. Then I went into the iTunes store into the Android store and I I found uh, a couple mm-hmm. maybe two apps that were crime apps. But um, after I downloaded them, I found that they had so many steps. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so if I'm in an emergency situation, I'm not going to want to answer five, six questions before I'm able to report this. Mm. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to create an app myself. And because of being naive, not knowing that this is a big industry, you know, this is technology, um, I wasn't looking at that at the time. I was looking at the fact that I would not want 
what happened to my nephew to happen to anyone else. So how can I uh, uh, contribute um, back into something, uh, into someone else's life, you know, to uh, for someone else, in other words, for this not to happen to anyone else. So I just said, well, well let's, let me Google. Let me Google and see um, how to do this thing. So I Googled my way from the thoughts of this concept on how I want this app to work myself. I went from that point all the way to uh, it getting into the um, the Apple Store. Now, from from the thought to Apple Store, the things in between that was uh, I I needed this, I needed to storyboard it. I needed to get a developer. I needed to be able to articulate this concept to a developer that you know make it make sense to them. Um, and then once I did that, I needed money. I didn't have the money, and at the time, um, I'm, you know, apps cost a lot less now, but this app um, concept was going to cost me in between twenty to $18,000 to build this app. Well, I found a developer that would um, build both platforms for $5,000 apiece. So then I went back to Google and asked Google, how do I raise money? And then I found out that they have these, uh, uh, they have bootstrappers. They have angel investors. Um, at the time, crowdfunding had not quite got on the scene. I think about a year, maybe about eight months later, crowdfunding came on the scene. But I pretty much used uh, bootstrapping. So I bootstrapped my app. I, I raised the money. It took me about 30 days to raise 10 grand. Um, I got it into the iTunes store. And, then, and, and, and here we are today. Now this is four years later. Um, and as we go into the, into the series of, of here on Block Talk Radio, um, I will explain to you how you have to go. It goes beyond the concept of the app. You actually got to market it. You know, you actually got to, uh, like, start a business. You know, it, mm-hmm. your app is a business. And there's a lot, a lot more to it than just the app. No, absolutely. No, no. I, I just, I have to agree with you, and 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 I think James, your your mentor, who was on with us as well, really backed that, reinforced that that people have to understand. You know, you build an app, but you're starting a business, and what you're doing is when you're standing up in front of investors, you're convincing them that you're a business person. It's not necessarily that you're the most creative or technical but that you can uh, assemble, what I heard him say was that you can assemble the right team to mm-hmm. and, and manage that team to be successful. And, and mm-hmm. Sharon, I think definitely that's what people can um, uh, can glean from as you come on the diff- each month of, of this series. You're bringing different people mm-hmm. from your team. You, you've reached right. out. And not only are there, there are people that are, are with you, that are, are with you for the long haul, but it, to me, every time you stop and, and talk and ask advice and observe and go to an event, you know, you've been to South by Southwest twice, and each time you, you, you were a sponge uh, for knowledge, learned from it, and then went back stronger and better, and, and, and that's where you can tell the, the evolution uh, that you're yeah. in it. And, and people have to 
to know that, that you know, <laughs> buckle down and get ready to, to do the work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you, so, you know, these hackathons and these conferences, I use those as, you know, my classroom. That's, that's the only way I'm going to get it is um, hands-on because I work a full-time job and I don't have time to go and take a course um, be, because I'm working full-time and I'm also I have a, a product that's already on the market and I'm holding, holding on to it by, by, by the tail of it because it's gone. So I, I, I don't have time to sit in to sit in a classroom. I'm either gonna learn I'm gonna teach myself myself use an online course or I'm gonna or I'm gonna go and interact and go and interact learn that way. Absolutely, absolutely. We we have time for maybe one one more tip, but I wanna tell listeners, stay tuned, follow us on Facebook, our our fan page. At Tech Espresso Cafe, we're on Twitter as well as Sharon, and we often bounce back and forth uh, with our, our tweets. So join in on those tweets. Please follow um, Sharon, but also get the book. Go to Amazon.com, get the book. You can download the electronic version. You can start reading tonight. You can get the inspiration, the motivation, and even the instruction of what you need to whatever app or idea is in your head, get it out of your head. Get it, just start moving. You know, be bold and make it happen. Um, you know, I think hesitation and fear and, um, you know, sometimes just getting caught up in your own head is your worst enemy. You've got to get it. Yeah. I love your title. You've got to get it out of your head. Okay. If you want people to, to understand, embrace it, you know, create just a, a basic prototype. You talked about storyboarding. Understand what the concept mm-hmm. of storyboarding is. If anything we're saying mm-hmm. is foreign to you, then Google. Find out what that word <laughs> means and, you know, um, start, like you said, just make, make you know, Google your classroom. And, and that's free. Exactly. That's free information. Yeah. Let, me, let me mention mm-hmm. there's, there's two other really good tips on this list. We've got 12 in all, and so we're going to continue those in our future series. Um, listen to this several times, and also, uh, as I said, we are tweeting out Sharon's tips, so look for those daily tweets as well. But here's one you said. You said, you know, um, inspire confidence with facts, not fiction. Investors seek out low risk. Um, they want projects that are close to guarantees. Is there anything you want to elaborate there? That one is a, that one's a little tough. On you know, I I talked about this app and how how it worked. Then when I finish, let's say I'm talking to one of my advisors. Then when I finish, then they look at me and say, "Well, how are you going to make money?" And I would look at them like deer in a deer in the headlight, you know, like, huh? You know, uh, how are you going to monetize this? And <laughs> and you can't rely on them to tell you how your company is going to make money. You have to do the research, and that's when, uh, you know, as James had mentioned, and I also mentioned in my book, uh, TechCrunch has a lot of information about different companies that's similar to yours, and. 
I had the longest time trying to figure out my business model. And once I got it, then um, then I was able to, you know, talk about uh, how uh, this company, how what its what its risks were, what what the benefits were, you know, as far as um, my uh, business my business and financial model. Um, so it goes right back to research. Absolutely, totally agree. It goes back to to the the research, but you know, right there, people have to marinate on that question and be able to answer that. How will you monetize it? How will you monetize mm-hmm. it? Ask yourself mm-hmm. that question. And if you don't know, then no one else is going to. They're, they're not going no, to. I'm not going to tell you. I used to, or, well, Jackie, you know, it's not for them. <laughs> Exactly. I would get really, really irritated. I, I would get really, really irritated because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not in this industry. I'm not in this industry. I don't know. I don't know. It's been four years been trying four to figure out how to figure out how. And um, people would give me little tips. They wouldn't tell me. They wouldn't tell me how to do it. Exactly. And, and you know, that, that that's something that's really interesting because I think a lot of people, they're passionate about their ideal, their vision. It's coming from their heart. They want to, it it does, their product may do good for the world, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's how do, you know, for example, you're you're in a a space where this app could help save lives, but should people pay for it that saves lives? So you have to get past right. that part of the conversation and the, the concept and then say, well, who will pay for it or who will want to sponsor or back it or have their name associated with it and what value right. does it bring them? So I think right. a lot of people, because of their passion and their emotions around what they created, they don't see the fact that when you're standing in front of investors, it's not these people are business people, and they only want to give you their money if they think they're going to get something back. They're not trying to, in this case, run charity. And and if you're looking for charity, that's that's another venue. But you're competing with a whole lot of other people when it just comes to charity. If you just want them to give it, but if you're looking for something that is residual. Uh, where mm-hmm. you have income of some sort, then, you, like you said, that's a whole lot of other research you have to do. You, you, so it's right. almost you, you have to research that in parallel yeah. and, and, and yeah. even more in-depth than actually creating the app. Absolutely. Because, you know, when you have a an app where, uh, it, as you find, you know, a car reporting application, it's, it's, a, it's a humanity app. It's a humanity app. So, yeah. so if, you know, people don't see it as, oh, I'm going to pay uh, a dollar or five dollars for this app. You know, you want you want to see that app on the first page of every month. And you don't want you don't uh, want dollars to be a deterrent not downloading the phone. So you got to be creative. You got to be creative. You know, you have to be creative. Absolutely. There, there is one other um, tip that that you know really resonates too. You said 
if you already have cash flow, if you have a track record, or if you have real-world relevant experience, you have a better chance of getting an investor. So, so talk about that. What's been your experience? Well, see, in, in my case, um, in those three in those three different areas, um, I had to build myself up to uh, those areas. Um, I didn't have the money, so I had to figure out how to get the money. Um, the experience in, in, in technology and being able to code or marketing or business uh, wasn't my field. So I had to build myself up to fit um, those the, the questions that we're talking about. I had to build myself up to that. So um, I guess I'm appealing to the entrepreneur who does not already have the money or have the experience, the background. Um, what was the other? Was it three questions in that that one? Yes, it was either have ca- if, if you have cash flow, if you have a track record, or if you mm-hmm. have real world relevant experience. Okay, so um, track record and world experience. World experience, as far as the Apple concern, I had uh, track record um, in the industry. I did not have. So what I had to do is I had to build a team. I build. I had to build those areas up and 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 that was kind of challenging for me because I didn't know anybody in technology and I had to go out and find people I had to go and make myself known you know I had to I had to seek these people out and thank God for social media because I used Twitter I used Instagram I'm sorry Instagram wasn't wasn't really jumping then, so it was it was Twitter, it was Facebook, it was LinkedIn, and I don't I don't use Pinterest that much, but you know a little bit on Pinterest. But um, I use these platforms to talk to people, to talk to other people, um, to let them know what I was doing, um, to to um, uh, ask questions and get feedback. Um, and this is how I learned. And and we keep talking about uh, this learning process and. This is how I self-taught. And everything that I needed, I went out and I got it. Um, I won't say the sharing way. <laughs> but I went out and I actually, I sought these people out to bring them on board uh, uh, onto my team in the areas that I need to build up myself and my company for those investors. Um, before the end of the series, I will bring on uh, my marketing director, um, he actually uh, raised money for Yes We Code, and he is in the process of helping me uh, complete uh, my team as far as my company is concerned. But it's always, you know, the best thing to do is go out there and, and, and seek after what you need and use social media to um, to get that done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and so, the, you know, I, I like that last advice because, you know, even if you don't have those three, then that just means there's things that you have to work on. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, I can't say it enough. You've got to do the work. Um, but if, if you really believe in it and people will see that you believe in it, 
then it, it takes time. But you know, this is this isn't for people who have weak knees or don't have thick skin. You you've got to be willing right. to um, you know just stand by your idea, um, and then yeah. others will will as well. It it will come. And and I'm looking at our time, Sharon. You know, with time flies when you're you're talking about an awesome topic. When when we get together, you know, it, it flies. Can't wait to when you pop me another tweeter tweet tweet. <laughs> sorry, tweet. And say, I'm on my way to Atlanta. You know, you're always a welcome here in Atlanta. I hope you're staying warm there in um, uh, Houston. But it's it's yeah. time for us to wrap up another episode. And I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you for enough uh, to our listeners. Thank you for joining. I believe Khalid is with us um, on tonight. We interviewed her earlier this week, and I encourage people to listen to the archive. She talks about uh, financial freedom. Um, also want to say hi to Don Majors, always uh, a supporter and a fan out there, as well as uh, Josephine Reed. Uh, uh, coming up very soon is the kickoff of the BDPA. HSCC uh, Computer Competition here in Atlanta, as well as BDPA is kicking off their uh, national um, uh, training for young people so that they can go to the National Computer Competition to win scholarships and laptops in Washington in the summer. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but in the meantime, we look forward to tweeting with you, Sharon. Um, we'll be yeah. online after the show. Um, hashtag startup. Uh, as well as hashtag uh, TechXOChat. And um, in, in, um, in the meantime, we look forward to the next show. We don't know who our special guest will be, but um, you always bring it, and we always enjoy it. So, Sharon, thank you so much. You're absolutely welcome. It was my pleasure always. I can't wait till next month when we do it again. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> well, for, not, for tonight, we'll say goodnight. And remember... To listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit their website at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find their broadcast with guests from all across the technology spectrum, their social media handles, and related content. Sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Espresso, fast, hot, 